Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Massive Attack podcast. I'm Joe, and with me tonight is Mitch. Yep. Very special. <laughs> special appearance by me tonight. It is. And like every other. It's going to be a special episode. Really? Well, we're going to do something we haven't done before at the end of this episode. You're calling me special again. You are special. Mm, on the special says. bus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, we're going to be doing Mitch's first impressions of the Massive Attack mixtape CD. M-A-M-T CD <laughs> 16. And when I did the CD, I actually wrote volume one on it. So we're going to do this more than once. Excellent. Unless this fails miserably. <laughs> but no, we'll- if it does fail miserably, we're going to keep going until we get it right. All right. But we will get to that at the end of this episode, the second half per se. Yeah. Let's just go back to tradition and have a quick chat about gaming. Okay. Have you been playing anything this month, Mitch? Yes. I, 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 I caned myself from Brutal Legend. I couldn't finish it, so I just took myself away. So I thought, I want to do something different. I want to drive. So I grabbed Need for Speed Most Wanted, mm. and I lasted 10 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> no, no, I, I've... That we've talked in the past, like how much I've loved Pro Street, which you bring that up with other people who like card games and they spit on me. Yeah. And I like Project Gotham Racing. There's something about those games. I like them, whatever. They're tracks, I think. It's the fact they're on tracks. Yeah. And Pro, uh, what was it? Most Wanted. It was very similar to Burnout Paradise, which you adored. Yeah. And I didn't get into. I just couldn't buy my. I don't know what it was. I give me a linear track that I got to follow, as opposed to you go wherever you want. It's like, but I don't want to. Know. I, you know, yeah. I want to be told where I'm going. So you drive around and you pick up races at different intersections and those sort of things. And, and is there traffic on the roads? The cops. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what you don't cops. like, isn't it? No, I don't like that at all. And and the cars just felt really wobbly. The car stays in the center of the screen. And the, yeah. the things around it just felt weird. Where Pro Street just felt right. For, for me, because the first one I played, maybe, whatever, but it just felt right. And even the vibration in the sticks, you know, when you do a really hard turn in the ground, the the your controller vibrates and it just feels... Everything about it felt right to me. Yeah. But where this one just feels like you're floating, like you're almost hovering, it's a bit spongy that way. And the way the backgrounds move with it, it's just like... And then you got cops chasing you. I was like, no, this isn't what I want. Okay. Whatever, so I lasted 10 minutes. And does it have the video story clips like the other Need for Speed No, nope, not that I saw. Shame. It might be there in different modes. I don't know what I grabbed. I was a big fan of Need for Speed. I think it's Undercover mm-hmm. with the very crappy video type things in the background. Yeah. And I know when I had my original Xbox, I played a lot of, I think it was Most Wanted. This is Most Wanted, but that's the original. Yeah, played, maybe yeah. it was the original Most Wanted. Hmm. Or... Yeah, it might have been, might have even been the first undercover, but that had, I think it was Brooke Burke in some yep. video clips and stuff. But again, it's probably not your thing because, yeah, you, you don't like the open road, nope. other cars on the track, nope. or other cars on the streets. Because I know I was quite a big fan of Midnight Club, LA. I never Midnight played Club, it, so And that's know. the same sort of thing. You're, you are in a streetcar. Named you know, No. No. Oh. Named Bob, I think it is. But no, you're driving around with other cars on the road and you have to win your race and avoid oncoming traffic and stuff, which... No. Yeah, not for me. Hmm. No. But I did play Blur, so I took that out and I put Blur in. Well, Blur's track, is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And it's Project Gotham Racing, the same guys who made that. Yeah, Criterion, so it, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. It, it felt right, but it was also Mario Kart where you get power-ups and do that. So hmm. I got my racing fix done. <laughs> Played it quite a bit, actually, and then ended up taking it out. I don't know what triggered me. I think, actually, I do know. It, I, I saw The Phantom, and I was watching it, and it, there it was. It's sort of like, ah, oh, biplanes, and 1930s. It's like, ah, oh, Crimson Skies. I wonder if there's a game like that, that they've sort of made a new version. No, there isn't. So I grabbed my old version of Crimson Skies and threw, threw it in the Xbox. Yeah, flying games and dogfighting and stuff is really a forgotten genre. No, they're there, but it's, it's like most games now that there are people who like that, so they know where it is, and I think a lot more is on Steam. Yeah, that's probably this on is, PC, because you can get the full setup of the uh, proper yeah, joysticks. Yeah, but and also you don't need as many... Like, I think to make a game for an Xbox now or whatever, it's just hard. Hmm. I don't know where you can go to Steam and your your, your access is to too many, so many more people without actually producing a physical disc to go to a store to be marketed, to be produced. I, I don't know. But that's one thing I lament with something I loved, even though they were kind of shitty, but the comic book games that I used to... I got the Thor game and I got, you know, Hellboy and all these sort of things whenever they'd do a tie-in to a movie that's coming out. Yeah. And they generally were shitty, but they were nice, short, six, seven-hour games that I could get into, go in baby mode and finish the fucking thing. But 
you just don't get them now. It's all mobile gaming. Yeah. It gets those movie tie-in games because it's so much cheaper to do and they can make more money by selling it for $3 a pop or whatever or, you know, little mm. microtransactions in it. Well, that being said, though, the game that I've only been playing on my Xbox this month because I've mainly been just doing a bit of mobile gaming is actually a movie tie-in game. <gasps> And that's the Lego movie Lego game. Oh, say Lego one more time. Lego. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. Well, it is a Lego game designed by the people that have made all the other Lego games based on the Lego movie. Say and Lego one more time. <laughs> Lego, Lego, Lego. After watching the movie again last month and you eating having... Legos on your pasta while you were playing this? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh. Have you ever stood on a Lego? Um, no. So I'd watched the movie last month and I got the game, I think, for Father's Day. might have even been the year before last. And I've just had it sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And my son's been saying, oh, when are we going to play it? Because he wanted to play it with me. And then when Smacked I actually... Smacked him down saying, when Daddy's ready. Well, when I actually turned around to him and said, look, I'm ready to play it. Do you want to play some? He was like, oh, no, I don't really want to play it. So my wife and I were sitting around one Friday night and she's like, oh, have we got anything fun co-op we can play? And she doesn't like shooters or anything like that. So we thought we'd give it a go. You've already got two kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, dear. I'm just going to leave that in just, just so you can just remember that for prosperity. The height of your comedy. But no, we, we thought we'd play a bit of a, just a, a co-op fun game. Yep. But it turned out to be a bit more tedious than other LEGO I've games. Heard, I heard when it came out it wasn't as good as the other LEGO games. Yeah. Because it's not the same sort of thing, is it? Well, no, because you have to build stuff. Whereas in the other LEGO games, you you, know, you just press your B button on your Xbox and it, it builds. Whereas this one, you have to go and find the instructions and then you have to find all the pieces and then you can build something. Yeah. And the way you do the building, it didn't really explain it that well in the on-screen so everything sort of is instructions. Awesome. Well, in the first level, there's a bit of a montage and you do a little dance-off to Everything is Awesome. And it's kind of like uh, Dance Dance Revolution where you have to hit the right buttons in the right order, screen pressing. But no, it, to me, it just didn't grab me. We played the first two levels and then we were like, eh, maybe we should stop. So we did. Yeah. And other than that, I've hardly turned my Xbox on all month. Not I've, even for YouTube. Oh, not for... We've been YouTubing and streaming media. And, oh, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And <laughs> like a maniac. <laughs> my, hus- my husband... Yes. <laughs> my son and I did play a little bit of WWE 2K16. Mm-hmm. Because it's been wrestling month in our house, being WrestleMania. But Do more of that to when we another to dead wrestler, no? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, we played a six-man tag, and... All three of the people here were playing were dead, and all dead three of the people tag. I was playing, so it was, yeah, it was a six-man dead man deck. <laughs> but yeah, wrestling, 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 that's that's all it's been. I've been stuck on WWE Champions. I've got yep. to a point where my cards or my characters that I have aren't quite tough enough to beat the top tier of the level I'm up to. But thankfully, they're doing slightly different dailies now that they've had another upgrade. But other than that, yeah, not much I'm, I'm still playing Champions. Yes. But I've sort of weaned myself off it by giving myself another addiction. And that is another mobile gaming thing on my phone. Mobile game thing. Yep. And it is Futurama Game of Drones, which is basically Candy Crush. It's a sort of a match game. It's slightly different, though. It's more like hectics or something, isn't it? Well, instead of, well, just say north, west, south, east quadrants that you can move on Candy Crush, you can, yes, it's six-sided, so you can move up, down, left, well... Up, down, northeast, north, south, southwest. You know, it's, it's six ways you can yep. go. It's kind of cool. There's a storyline in it where you go from one level to another. And I'm sure it's very funny, but I just skip. <laughs> it's like dialogue with, t- you know, text boxes with their bits. Of it. It's like, I'm sure you're very funny. Dun, 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 dun. Do you have to be a Futurama fan? I don't. Like I said, I don't read it. <laughs> it's just all about the... You know, Base. Yeah, it's all about the base, no rebels. Yeah, I'm digging it. I'm up to level 99, and I've been playing two weeks, so I don't know if that's quick or not, but I'm playing it a lot. Same as Candy Crush, you get five lives, and they return in 20 minutes. You get one back kind of thing. Okay. You get a, sp- a spin every day, which might give you a 15 minutes of affinity of lives and all this sort of stuff. So And it has micro transactions? There is, yes. You can like an extra move for ninety dollars as in ninety wow. ninety oh. space bucks in the game. But not dollar reduce. Not real dollar reduce, but you can spend real dollar reduce on space bucks to use in game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, free game, taking my time, a lot of my time. And you can play it while you're watching television. You can play it while you're on the toilet. <laughs> I was going to segue into television, but if, oh. if you want to segue into toilets, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Toilet time. 
<laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> let's not segue into toilets. Let's okay. segue into television. All right. Now, there was something that we've been watching a lot of, and that's wrestling. But before we get into that, there is another program that we actually watched together. Yes. And a very much an acquired taste, because your wife sat there watching it with us. And Shaking her head most of the time. And not laughing at all. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there is a Netflix original series out at the moment called The Characters. Yep. We haven't watched all of it, but nope. we were very impressed with episode... Three? I don't know what number it was. The Henry Zabrowski episode. Now, in last year, we talked about our favourite podcast of last year was The Last Podcast on the Left, which was a bunch of comedians talking about true crime and things like that. And one of the guys on it was Henry Zabrowski, who is who goes in off on interesting tangents and <laughs> character traits. But with the show, the characters, is essentially they've given, I don't know how much sort of money or control, but it's sort of like, here you go come up with characters and do a bunch of skits or things. So we only watch the Zabrowski episode, so I don't know what the format is like of the others. And it essentially has him being an arsehole at the start and getting hit by a bus and going to some sort of purgatory and talking to a version... Uh, it's him, him talking to a him in character as some sort of guru sort of person. And sort of going, we're going to go look back at your lives, previous lives, and it'll just show that you're an arsehole in all of them. And he's like, oh, okay. And yeah, he's just playing different characters throughout this show. And he's damn funny. <laughs> yeah, the, the build-up is very good, but then there is one life <laughs> that just blows everything else well, out of the bit, water. That one's out of context to the rest of them, really, where you're looking back at this life. It's just a very strange kid. <laughs> Where he um, turns up to a meet a blind date naked well, in a restaurant. I, and that's all I'm going to say. Because <laughs> it's funny. Because, yeah, <laughs> I can tell you it's a laugh guy. <laughs> yes, we won't spoil the joke there because it is worth watching just for that particular little bit. But yes, I, I really enjoyed that. And after watching it together on your Netflix, I have then gone back and watched it a couple of times. Just that one little scene on my own. But I, I think that probably says a lot about me. Yep. But yes. You just like fat ginger men naked. Yes. Well, speaking ginger of... ginger men. Ginger men. Yeah. Speaking of half naked men, naked men, uh, the yep. rest of my television watching this month has pretty just been wrestling. Yes. So- WrestleMania happened a fortnight ago. And as happens pretty much every WrestleMania is I sort of get excited leading into WrestleMania. Well, I get excited in January for Rumble. Yeah. I sort of keep that interest for a little bit and then it wanes for a while. And then WrestleMania ramps up, and then I sort of so I, I've kept my toe in the water. And then WrestleMania ramps up, and it's like, oh, I got to you know keep abreast of this. And then sort of like two weeks before, I'm sort of yeah catching it all in. And then WrestleMania happens, and then it's like everything, especially now with NXT doing their bit and the Hall of Fame and all these other things. And then it's like oh, too much wrestling, but I'm still intrigued by it. So it's kept my interest this year. Well, it's only been two weeks, but yeah. so far I've kept my interest. And so, again, they seem to they what they normally do with with WrestleMania is it's the culmination of all the storylines kind of finish at WrestleMania. Yeah. And then they kind of start anew the, the like if, Monday Night If War wrestling afterwards. had seasons, which it doesn't, it's constant. Yeah. But it's almost like WrestleMania is the grand final or the end of the season and you start a new one the following night on Raw. Yeah. So it doesn't always happen that way, but they sort of you know, might end a couple of feuds and all that sort of stuff. Or even start a few feuds throughout mm. it. But you know, it was an interesting mania. I went and saw it live with a couple of friends and that was great. We well, did it live. I, saw, I watched it live on a television and it wasn't bad. Like it was leading up to being a terrible mania. Like just the amount of injuries they had to the talent roster were terrible and what you had left on the card was a bit naff. So it's sort of like, like I, I don't mind watching this with friends even if it's shit. Yeah. It's fun to watch it. So I think in the end it was better than it should have been or something. I, I don't think know. Wrestling wise, you couldn't fault it. It was quality matches it was for the most part. It was it was yeah, it was four and a bit hours. Yeah. And with the to me though it was a bit pre show it was long. Very long. It, to me though it was a good wrestling show but it wasn't a good Wrestlemania I just don't think there was enough happened like a lot of the storylines the, the big payoff at the end wasn't there yes and to me it would have been just a great normal pay-per-view but it just wasn't mania there was a lot of cash-ins as far as celebrities turning up they had Shaq in a battle royal for no apparent reason yep. they had The Rock came back just to bury some other people Yep. Shane McMahon coming back and doing crazy stunts for no real reason. Like, each individual part was probably good, but as a whole, I didn't yeah, think well, much of it. Hey, if you don't know wrestling, this is going to be totally boring for you, but 
you have Roman Reigns get the title, which people wanted two years ago and they didn't do it. Now everyone hates Roman Reigns and now they did it. And they're pushing him as a face which no one cares for. That's a good guy for people that don't know wrestling. And they're, they're pushing him to be this guy to the point where the crowds are booing him and they're taking the audio out of the show of him being booed. Yeah. That's how bad he's he's not liked at the moment and they are just pushing him as his face and they give him the title now. It's like, now is not the time. You've, you've missed your boat. You've got to build him up again or you turn him heel. They hate him anyway yeah. and he's easy to hate. So do that. So they, they stuffed up there. They had Shane McMahon come back who's not a wrestler but he's famous for taking big bumps. He hasn't done anything for 10 years. He's come back in a hell in a cell so he does a big bump off the top of the cage. It was all a stipulation that if he wins, he takes over Raw. Otherwise, he has to give his dad whatever's kept in his lockbox back yeah. and in the end he loses so literally for nothing yeah. so the whole story yeah, is for naught four weeks leading up to it of him coming back just meant nothing nothing so that was a bit shit hmm. women's match was fine yeah they had the street fight between Brock Lesnar and nothing. Dean Ambrose that was nothing like, no not blood. blood it yeah. was just a just nothing but what gets me I is couldn't the fact remember that, that match like I was yeah. watching Roll the next night and they did a recap or whatever oh I can't even remember who won that mm. that's how nothing it was and I think the, the problem as well is the fact that they had the NXT takeover pay-per-view on the Friday night well that was the thing yes. Mania, and so, that was just spectacular right and it went for two hours yeah and it was all solid for two, as opposed to a bit naff for four. Mm. Yeah, and uh, they seem to do more wrestling-wise. Yeah, well, the it's more about the wrestling, not the storyline. But even the storylines work better because they're sort of wrestling-related. I want that belt. Yeah. Or I have a feud with you. It just it works better than I have the lockbox. <laughs> yeah. You wrestle The Undertaker, and I get it back, or you take over the business, or... Hmm. Well, Triple H is in the main event yet again. But anyway. One good thing that comes about from Raw after WrestleMania, though, is normally, as you said, they are kind of wiping the slate clean and starting the storylines again. And you, and get, you might get debuts of yeah. wrestlers and things like that. Yeah. So we have had a couple of surprise people coming up from NXT into the big show. Yeah. And you've now had a couple of debuts of Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, the Bullet Club who yep. came over from Japan. So, who knows? Maybe, maybe it will be... don't follow Japan wrestling. No, but maybe it will be the start of something good. Well, it's different, because we've had a bit of the same for too long, if you follow wrestling. It's just... And this is... That's a problem. Raw, I don't know if I've mentioned on here, but Raw goes for three hours. It's a weekly TV, and it goes for three hours. And it's just so much filler. I can't even watch a Raw anymore. No. Not without fast-forward. Yeah, the fast-forward gets more of a workout than the just the play button. And it's normal. just too much. It's like... and I mean, and I, I'm sure Triple H is one of the creative people behind the show, and he's he said that he would love to go back to two, but because of the contract with television is they want three hours of programming because of rates or advertising or whatever it is. So they're sticking with the three-hour format, and it just... I think it kills the show. Yeah, it does. It's just too long. And the fact it's PG, very PG now, you know, no cussing, no blood, no all these sort of things. And that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. But if you're a three-hour show, what time are you finishing at night? Yeah. 10.30, 11.30? Exactly. It's like, what kids are watching this? Unless everyone TiVos it or, you know, DVRs it. But yeah, it's a mess. I know NXT is just a much better product. You've talked about Lucha Underground, which I've heard enough good things that I really should check out. Yeah, because it's probably going to get get what I want out of Raw, which I don't get in Raw anymore. I should, well, I'll probably get so. Yes. Mm. All right. Well, as you said, you watched WrestleMania live with a bunch of friends. Yep. I watched WrestleMania on my iPad while I was sitting in the lounge room with headphones in, mm-hmm. and this is probably going to be the most opposite program to wrestling possible. But while I was watching it, my wife was watching Call the Midwife on yep. the TV in the lounge room and I found by the end of the main event between Roman Reigns and Triple H I was paying more attention to what was going on in the TV than I was in the main event uh-huh. so after watching wrestling for the for the next week I've now gone back with my wife and watched the whole first season of Call the Midwife which is probably the least manly program on television but something about it just hooked me oh, really? I don't know you probably don't know much about the show I know it's about midwives. It's set in England, and it's about what nineteen forties, fifties. Yeah, it's sort of early nineteen fifties, and yeah, midwives in the East End of London, and it's just and well done, well acted, well put together show. But yes, yeah, so a big juxtaposition from wrestling to watching Call the Midwife. Yes, but that's pretty much my TV watching this month. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you my, my usual fare. I don't think I've watched anything new. new no. I have started a show, actually. All right, go thinking, ahead. Because oh, I wrote down on my list, nothing. Orphan Black, I have started. Mm. It's good. About kids with no parents. Yeah, black ones. <laughs> Seriously, what is Orphan Black about? I hear all these people talking about it. Orphan Black is a BBC co-production, or it's a BBC production, but it's made in America. It's about a English lassie. A border collie? No. 
<laughs> English girl who's in America with her sort of what is it when you're an orphan and you've got another orphan but you're sort of brothers but you're not brothers anyway that okay you know foster brother sort yep. of thing you're in America she's sort of a need-do-well in a way she's got a past all this sort of stuff and she ends up seeing a woman kill herself before she sees her jump in front of a train she realised that woman looks exactly like me mm-hmm. so she ends up stealing her purse sort of going through it and finding out and going to her place and sort of taking on her identity for a little bit. Okay. And then she finds it's a lot deeper than just that. There's a reason they look the same. Mm-hmm. Mm. And how far into this are I'm about five, six episodes. Okay. And, um, yeah, I, I know my wife loved it. Like, my friends raved about it, so I downloaded it for her, saying, oh, everyone's talking about this, watch it. I just never got a chance. It was early days of her, of, you know, my son being around, so she just sort of a lot of sitting around watching telly while feeding him. And she loved it. So she devoured, like, two, I think, three seasons, that is now. Done. Like, four is just about to start on SBS. And, yeah, then I gave it to my sister, and she absolutely loved it. So everyone who's watched it loves it. I was like, okay, so maybe I'll start this thing. So... I did, and it's very good, so okay. I will get back to it. Well, maybe shortly. I should try that, because my wife and I are looking for something else to watch. And the actress is amazing. Okay. Like, playing so many roles, yet you can tell she's each character is very different, even though it's one actress playing mm. at least four. Oh, maybe I should give that a go. Although, Game of Thrones is starting again next week. Very soon. Mm-hmm. week after, yeah. So, maybe I'll get hooked into that. Yeah, but you're only getting one well, episode a, a week. An hour yeah. a week, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there, there's yeah. just not enough good drama out there at the moment that I'm really getting into. probably is. I just, you got to find it. you got to choose to watch it. I think the problem is that we've tried a lot of stuff that didn't go anywhere. Like, we tried Limitless, we tried... Oh, Mr. Robot, Spot. I started and haven't finished. You should finish that. I know, I that, that is good. I just, yeah. And, yeah, we were watching Blacklist quite religiously, and then they had a bit of a break, and then I think there's been a couple of episodes since the break, and we haven't gone back and watched that. But, again, we'll probably will binge-watch that, because that's something that you can watch rather easily, but... Yes, alrighty. That's television. Television. What about movies? Now you've, you've been got, to the movies. I haven't been to the movies. No. I almost went to the movies. Yep. And then and I then went out said, for a hamburger no. instead. <laughs> Do you want to go to the movies? No. No, we went to uh, Custom Burgers in Thornbury in Melbourne mm-hmm. and had a burger instead. What was cheaper? I think the movie would have been cheaper because <laughs> for for two burgers and some chips cost us, or a couple of drinks cost us, not even alcoholic drinks, just a couple of cans of Coke. I think it was about 40 bucks. Jeez. But they were good burgers. Mm, you wouldn't be. Well, you wouldn't have liked them because they were rare. And they, oh, fuck they were, that. They were a bit bloody. Mm, bloody. bloody <laughs> no one wants bloody burgers. <laughs> but anyway, no. I haven't been to any big movies. I know you have. Do you want to start? Sure. I don't know how spoilery you want to go. I won't go very spoilery. Okay. Uh, I saw Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Mm. And if you want the full breakdown, if you've seen it, go to the um, the Geek Dudes podcast because we did an episode devoted to it. Go go listen to that if you want the full, you know, 45 minute discussion. Not just me. Fresh did most of the talk. But I liked it. Now, it's a very divisive. Okay. Divisive film. I didn't like Man of Steel. I'm sure I talked about this on oh, the podcast. Oh, you have. Yes. Many times. I now like Man of Steel. Without rewatching it, by listening to the Man of what is it? Man of Steel action no, answers insight commentary <laughs> podcast. So mosaic. This one dude just breaks down Superman, the Man of Steel movie. Like he spent four hours talking about a four minute scene in the movie. That's how much in depth he goes into. And I love this film now because of that. Not because I want to watch it again, just because of this breakdown. It's like, oh, this has got so many themes going on. I wonder if that was intentional. But anyway, so in doing that and going forward saying, all right, we now have a DC Cinematic Universe that if I want to be on board, I have to accept Man of Steel as a film. I can't hate that film and go forward because I'm going to hate everything that comes off it. So I was like, all right, I like that film now. I like what it represents. Don't have to watch it again. But whatever they give me is... Is, is what they give me. I can't do anything about it. So I went with a very different attitude watching it. Like, I went in going, all right, so... And so something you, you weren't, come at me, bro. You no. weren't. No, it's like, come you at give me. Give me what you yeah. yeah, come on. It's all good, <laughs> man. You know, so um, something, something you brought up was with trailers, what they do is they show, show you things. Now, sometimes they show you too much. They give you the plot away. They give secrets away, whatever. But they're showing the Lex was actually really good because the Lex in it is quite a different take on Lex Luthor. As much as saying, I used to argue that Man of Steel was not my Superman. That's definitely not my Lex. Yeah. But if you're going to go in hating that Lex, you're not going to enjoy the film. So I was like, that's my Lex now. Whatever you're doing, I'm, I'm on board. And the fact that you saw him in the trailer going, boys, boys, do not pick a fight with this guy. You know, that thing. It's sort of like, okay, I'm prepared now because I saw it in the trailer. If that was not in the trailer and I went in and that was your introduction to Lex, from that point on, I would have been... 
of their fuck legs. And that's all I would have been thinking about in the movie. So I was ready. Mm. And it was sort of like, and my attitude was just like, bring it on. And it was midnight <laughs> that I saw this <laughs> as well. So it was sort of like, oh yeah, just let it all wash over me. Okay, that's an interesting choice. That's a, that's a different, you know, and just let it, ha- let it happen. And... I liked it. It's it's a mess of a film in the fact that there's a lot going on. There's a lot of dream sequences. There's a lot of visions and this and that. And it's sort of like it's disjointed. It's not linear. It's not like a you know a Marvel film where it's very safe in structure. You know you can pretty much put any Marvel film in the same plot structure. They're all Ant Man and Iron Man, essentially the same film. This is definitely not that. It's ambitious. It's messy, but I don't mind it. And I'd rather watch an ambitious mess than a safe by the numbers movie okay. in that way. I'm excited going forward for what they're going to do. And it, it, it had some cool moments. It's it's not the perfect film. It's not, oh, wow, this is the iconic film. It's not something I'm going to go to watch again and again. Mind you, I did see it again last night. <laughs> and I'm glad I saw it twice. And they're talking about that there's 30 minutes they've cut out of this. And it's going to be on the DVD or Blu-ray. Isn't it like three hours long already? It's two and a bit. Twelve over two and a half. Yeah. So there's a three-hour cut that's coming. Gotcha. So and that was going to be on the Blu-ray of the DVD, and there's a petition out there, or there's rumours that it, they might do a theatrical release. Now, it's already made like $700, $800 million, but it's not. That's underperforming for what they want. They want $1.2 billion or $1.1 billion mm-hmm. or something like that. Now, it's smart. If they send the other version out to the cinemas an extra half hour, I'm prepared to go and pay that. <laughs> so they'll get some more money out of me if they do that. So, yeah, I've got one more viewing in me if that's the case. Okay. I can't recommend it. Because if you come away from it going, that was the worst movie I've ever seen, it's like, yep, fair enough. Because I can see why. If you come away going, that was stupid, it's like, well, why? And I could listen to your arguments and I could probably agree with you that, yeah, that was probably bad. But I've heard a lot of people like, hate it. And it's like, I didn't. But, you know, I went in with the attitude not to hate where Man of Steel, I went in wanting to be entertained. I wanted this to be my Superman and all this, and it wasn't. So it, my attitude had to change going into that movie. So. Okay. Yeah, so... Right. Anything else? The cinemas? No, but I have watched a movie on the digital versatile disc. Yes. Yeah? I saw Spotlight. I have no idea what that is. Spotlight has... Sabretooth and Batman and the guy who made Captain America in it. Well, Stanley Tucci and Michael Keaton and Lee Schreiber are in okay. it. And Lois Lane's in it too. With Lois Lane, Amy Adams? Yeah. Okay. As a reporter. <laughs> She's actually a better reporter in this than she is in Batman. But, um... Anyone else comic related in there? Got a pretty good cast. Not that I can think of. I just want Stanley Tucci in everything. He's, he's good, isn't he, yeah. Stanley Tucci? He's probably the best part of all of the Hunger Games movies. Oh, yes. I mean, he's not a big part in this. This is about... Um, Spotlight is a section of a newspaper in Boston. One mm-hmm. of the Boston newspapers. And Spotlight is sort of the long-form in journalism, investigative journalism sort of thing. So they might just take six months to write an article. You know, they'll investigate and pull all the stories together. And this is set 2002, I think. It's based on a true story. And it's about the um, Catholic Church... Oh, yes. Hiding pedophiles. I priests. have heard of this movie. Mm. I didn't know that's what it was called. Mm. And very good. Okay. Really recommended. I think it won the Academy Award. It definitely got nominated. Yeah, I think it won. Now I'm look. I, I didn't know it won until after, but I looked at a guy. I knew it got nominated. And I'm going to deserve it. Like it's a good film. The performances are fine. But I'm looking. I'm, it made me really think about the Academy Award. What's it for? Mm. Like there's nothing in this movie that screams, "Wow, this is amazing." There's no performance. There's no. Oscar speech. None of that. The only thing is, it's a very important subject matter. That's probably why it's one. And that's why. Otherwise, it could be a TV movie. For for how it's filmed. Like, there's nothing amazing about it. You know, it's not even like when we talked about 12 Angry Men, how, you know, it got more claustrophobic because you filmed just by the way it was filmed. There's nothing. It's a straightforward movie with very good performances and an amazing subject matter. That's it. Hmm. So, where you look at Mad Max, Fury Road, it's an amazing movie. You know, this is a film award. What more are you doing with film? Like, this is doing something brand new and amazing, but you're telling a very important story. What makes that best picture? Hmm. You know, it made me think about that. Not that it's a bad film or anything, and I think it's very good and very important and all those sort of things, but it's like, really, this? Okay. But very good. Very, very good. All right. Well, speaking of Amy Adams... Yeah. One of the movies that I've watched this month is actually an Amy Adams movie. Well, and that was Amy Adams? No. no, that was Leap Year. No Lego. It was a movie that came out a couple of years ago. Was it on a Leap Year? Uh, it probably was. And this year is a Leap Year, and I think that's probably why I watched it. But yeah. it stars Amy Adams as a woman who is engaged. Typecast. Right, she's not even engaged. She's always she's, as a she's woman. going out with a cardiac surgeon, and they've been going out for a while. And she's just waiting and waiting and waiting for him to pop the question and propose to her. Mm. And 
he doesn't. And she hears of some old Irish folklore that on a leap year on February the 29th, women can propose to their prospective husbands and they can't say no. And she finds out that her husband's going to be at some convention for heart surgeons or something in Dublin on February the 29th. So she decides to make a surprise visit and fly over from New York to Ireland. I don't know nothing about this film. Let me guess. She meets someone else while she's over there. She does. Ah, did kind she of, fall madly in love with this other person? Well, that would be a spoiler. But oh, sorry. I'm there just is, guessing. There is an Irish man that she gets thrown into some situations with. Shenanigans. Shenanigans, yes. The plane gets diverted from Ireland and ends up going to England. And then she has to get a ferry from England across to Ireland and ends up in like some country place in Ireland and then has to get from there to Dublin in time. And hilarious. Yeah. And the guy that is the Irish dude, speaking of comic book movies, was Ozymandias in The Watchmen. Watchmen. (laughs) I think his name's like Darren Green or something. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. It was it was funny. It was one of those romantic comedies that actually had some really funny bits in it. Yes. So I watched that. And again speaking unmanly things. No, she's not. She's a real estate stager or something. She sets up people's houses to make them look more sellable. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but yeah. Speaking of unmanly things that I've been doing this month, I've also mm-hmm. watched a couple of musicals, and I watched Xanadu and Grease over the that. course of a weekend. Now I, I realised I'd never actually seen Xanadu before. Yeah, and I know you talk about it quite a bit. Xanadu. But I, one I, <laughs> I think it's only one. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed Xanadu a lot. It's it's a mess. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's a, a great mess. mess. <laughs> and I didn't realise the the male character in it is the Michael guy Beck? from yeah the guy from the Warriors and Megaforce. Oh, I think Megaforce might have to turn up in um, Welcome <laughs> to My World coming up soon. Maybe. Yeah. Have I talked about it before? Uh, probably. Yeah. I think Joel might have mentioned it when Joel was on the episode. Because oh, he's the only other person I know who appreciates Megaforce. Hello, Joel. But yes. Fellow Z- Megaforce appreciator. Xanadu was good. I really enjoyed it. And the music in it was... was Xanadu! Great. It was ELO and Olivia Newton-John. And yeah, I then watched Grease again and Grease kind of still holds up. Like, I don't yeah, know how many times you've seen Grease. Lots. But yeah, I, I think Grease is a good film. The only bit I don't really tell understand Tell me more, is, tell me more. <laughs> I don't really understand the, the race in the LA River at the end why the car that jumps the thing then bottoms out just stops. It keeps going but the other car just stops, stops. for no reason yeah, it's crazy. magic mm-hmm. if you believe we are magic is that from Xanadu or is that just I've listened to too much to Living Newton John no that's from Xanadu I yeah, think. I thought so. yeah they all kind of blur into each other the songs in Xanadu I just remember the Xanadu song guy. at the end yeah. but no I enjoyed it and one other thing I've been watching that kind Some of muse, muse. Yeah, kind of ties in with other things that we might be talking about in our mini episode this month I watched watched Constantine again. Ah. The early 2000s Keanu Reeves, Shia LaBeouf when he was a little kid driving a taxi movie yep. based on the comic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't think that held up. I, I'm not sure if it was actually a good film at the time. I didn't mind it. It was very slow paced. It was based... Well, they got a, 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 had a weird tone to it and that's fine um, and it's based on an iconic storyline written by Garth Ennis at the time and it's kind of cool like he had the lung cancer and he sold his soul to the devil and did all that stuff mm. and all that bit was kind of cool but yeah it was just a bit I know all the hardcore like Constantine fans hated it because he didn't look like Sting he wasn't English there was all these sort of things he had a crucifix shotgun and all this sort of and crap he didn't have a blonde flat top and face paint yeah well. <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, to me, it, it, I can remember watching it at the time and thinking it was I good. I didn't mind it. Like, I thought it was kind of cool. Some of the effects in it are really good. They're like, he fights like a, a demon comprised of bugs to, into a yep. big human form that's kind of cool. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't yes. mind it. Well, that was but I haven't my, gone back to watch it. No, I hadn't gone back and watched it for a long time. So I don't think I've watched it since I originally saw it. But yeah. And a couple of other movies that we have watched together, which will lead into something that we've talked about in the past and something that we're going to talk about next month. Yeah. Wayne's World was on TV when I was over here last week. And we just happened to watch it. And And we're flicking I I could have gone to Netflix and watched it. We watched it with ads. I'm a dickhead. Yeah. (laughs) But yes. What was that giggle? Which giggle? I just did then. Strange. Awkward. Little. (laughs) Yellow. (laughs) But yeah, I, I think... Wayne's World is one of those iconic movies for our generation. Definitely. And it's the choice of a new generation. <laughs> but 
yeah, it's just one of those things where I, I don't know how many times I've seen Wayne's World, but I can almost remember certain scenes of it word for word, and they still hold up. And it's just I, a really and solid. I was telling movie. you because I I actually watched it a couple of weeks earlier with a friend of mine who hadn't seen it, so I was like, oh, you haven't seen this? We're gonna watch this. And she's twenty eight or something like that. Mm. She got giggles out of it, but it's a different generation. There. I think so. But I was saying to you, it's like, oh, this is one of my favourite scenes in cinema, like comedy scenes, and it's when the guy comes out. They're stealing the equipment at the end, Garth and his friends, and the guy comes out with the torch and he's flashing a short and what are you doing guys and they're all got their hands up like he's holding a gun and he's holding a torch at them like it's a gun not like it's a gun it's like it's a torch but you know it's sort of like they're reacting like it's a gun and he sort of talks the guy down Garth talks him down grabs the torch out of his hands unbolts the bo- bottom of it <laughs> lets the, the <laughs> batteries fall out and holds it out like he disarms the torch it's okay guys it's safe now <laughs> and it's just I don't know the way it's done it's just perfect it's just there's a lot of it that's just perfect a lot of it Danny Carvey you just sort of appreciate how good his character work is yeah and I think based on that, we're now going to next month. Next have month? A, next month. Excellent. Have a bit of a retrospective look back at some of the Saturday Night Live movies. SNL films. Yeah, we're not sure which ones yet. Hopefully Superstar will be one of them. No, you can put it out there now, so yes it is. Yes. And yeah, mm. we're going to have a look at that. And one other thing we watched together mm-hmm. was a documentary that was made a few years ago now called New York 77, The Coldest Year in Hell. Yep. Which was a documentary about... 1977 in New York. Yeah. It's, it's sort of about the music scene and a bit of everything. The music scene, the Son of Sam killings, the graffiti. And the big And the mirror out. race. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just sort of like, it was a big year, 77, for New York, obviously. Yeah. There was a lot going on. The police were outnumbered or they were not very good. There was a lot going on. And the gangs. It was, it was a, it's a, yeah, Sorry. so we watched this because of Rubble Kings. Yeah, which we talked last about month. last time. Yeah. So um, it's a good companion piece to that. But Rubble Kings is the better doco. Because this was sort of a bit all over the place. Because it wasn't a doco movie. Because it was like it was in four parts or something. Yeah, it was like it was from TV. Yeah. So and I, I don't know if it was four separate episodes that they'd thrown together into one movie. Because it did feel a little bit disjointed. Mm. And there was no real narrative to it. It was just a bunch of stuff that happened in 77. Mm. So it's cool to see as a timepiece for that time. But Rubble Kings just seemed to have a better cohesive sort of story in that way. Yes. All right. Well, that's movies. Yep. Now, we're going to move into our topic for the month. Yep. Which is... What are we going to attack this week? Well... Because we haven't talked... We haven't called it attack this for a lot... Since, like, episode three. <laughs> probably not. Oh, we did the Borderlands attack this. Okay. All right. But we mentioned last month about Mitch's lack of modern music, and I have put together a mixed CD. Yep. So, we are going to get Mitch's first impressions of the mixed CD. While driving in my car, listening to it. Yes. Well, just quickly. Not the whole thing. We're not going to put you We're through. not going to... Yeah, it's... 68 minutes, 19 tracks, so I don't think we're going to listen to all of them. No, no, no. I'm going to give my incredibly judgmental take on each one, going, now, you put this CD together, okay. Now, is it for me, or is it for you, or is it, this is something I should know about, or is it like, I think you'll enjoy this? All right, well, the premise was, you don't know much modern music, and I have kind of got stagnated into listening to a lot of 90s music when I'm in my car, but I still watch a lot of music television, so I do see some new stuff. Yep. So what I've done is I've put together a CD of mainly tracks that are from mid last year to now. Yep. There is one track that I put on there and then I found out it was actually from 2013, but it got re-released this year. That's right. But anyway, they are a few tracks that I picked up by watching clips on Channel V yep. and Max. There are another couple of tracks that I listened to on SoundCloud mm-hmm. and just sort of liked. And then there's another couple of tracks on there as well that I went through the Billboard charts yep. and I picked the songs that kind of sounded cool based off the alternative, the rock charts and the indie charts. Yep. So I'm already looking at your face now thinking he's probably going to hate the indie stuff. <laughs> there is some stuff on the rock chart that I'm hoping you kind of like. So it was the intention that I'm going to like all of these? Do you like them all? All right. Well, full disclosure, I burnt the CD for you yep. probably about three, four weeks ago when we first talked about the idea. Yep. And I have had it in my car since you've been driving in your car and i've had it on pretty high rotation mm-hmm. and the wonders high rotating the wonders of modern technology means as well that pretty much any song you want now would be on youtube mm-hmm. so as i was sitting down going through these charts looking at the billboard charts i then had you know opening in a, in a separate window i had youtube and i'll be like i'll try this see if i like it and from that i've actually found a couple of bands that i really do like mm-hmm. so there are songs that i thought i would like yep 
And then there were songs that I thought, based on my liking of them, I think maybe you would like them. Yep. Your musical taste and my musical taste are very different. We have a little bit of crossover. Yep. Hence, a lot of the times when we're sitting down trying to watch movies or work out things to watch on, on TV, we end up watching Gathering of the Juggalos commercials <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube rather than watching real yep. stuff. So, there is no real rap on this. Mm-hmm. There's no country music on this, which is a shame because... We did sit down one night and listen to a bit of country music television, The Wayward Henrys. <laughs> <laughs> Not a euphemism. No. Yes. Could be. Hashtag Wayward Henrys. <laughs> but no, that, it's just some stuff that I kind of liked the sound of when I first listened to it, so I thought I would put it on. That's some good. of them I have now really liked now that I've listened to them a few times. There's a couple of bands that I think you will know. Mm-hmm. There's one band I definitely know you will know because you've seen them live a couple of times. The Beatles? No, you've seen them live. <laughs> ah. But anyway. Live. No. Enough. I've seen Live Live. Have you? Yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Was it a live show? Yeah. It was a live live show. It was live. <laughs> or was there Legos? <laughs> no. All right. Enough chatter. We're just going to pause there for a moment. We are going to get in the car so the audio dish sound might be a little different. And the, prom- the premise of this is we're going to give you a brief rundown now. Mitch is going to give us his initial judgmentalness. And then you are going to listen to it for a month. And you're going to come back next month and tell us what you really thought of it. Well, I'm going to tell you what I really think about it now. Oh, I'm sure you are. <laughs> it might change over the next month. But yes. All right. I may be a little judgmental because that's just the way I roll. <laughs> And keep in mind, I want you to pick your favourite out of these initial listens, and I'm going to use that for the music at the end of the episode. All right. All right. Done. We'll be back shortly. All right, so we're now in the car. We're listening to some crappy Guy Sebastian on the radio, and we're about to jump into the clicking you can hear is the indicator. I'm a a responsible driver. Of course I indicate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, first track. Uh, Reading disc. (laughs) Wouldn't it be funny if the disc didn't work? It's working, it's working. So, do you want me to go through who the track titles and that sort of stuff are? You can tell me what. No, 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 you tell me. All right, this is a a DJ by the name of Stephen Swartz with a song called Bullet Train. Stephen Black. Yes, I don't think it's a H in it. It's Swartz. Oh, I see a Swartz is as big as mine. So, yeah, this sucks is just, so far. It's what? It sucks so far. <laughs> there better be a fat beat drop. You gotta wait for the beat to kick in. How long do I have to wait? Well, wait. Is that it? Probably. Alright. Alright, but it continues more of the same with this. Really? Yes. Alright, not a good start. Alright, but you're probably not going to like the next one. You might have seen this one on music videos recently because it's currently in the charts. This is track two. This is track two. This is track one. This this is Alan Walker's Faded. I don't know any of these names you're throwing at me. Okay. It could be people who work at Maccas. It could be. Not real names. Where's Debarge and Zig Zig Sputnik and stuff? Lamal. Yeah, exactly. What's his name? What? Stephen Smith? What? No, this is Alan Walker. Alan Walker. Not to be confused with that dude that does the uh, Australian tiles. What's his name? Frank Walker. Frank Walker from Australian National Tiles. <laughs> no, I don't think it's any relation, but this is Alan Walker's favourite. Yep. Is there a fat beat? Yes. Oh, good. Needs it. Was that it? Alright, next. Alright, next. Yeah. Alright, again, you might have heard this one. This is Roses by the Chainsmokers. Shall we move on? Yeah, I don't know if I like these cold Alright, so that, they're the three dancey ones. Oh, they're dancey. Well, they are. There's a high energy oh, right, it's, it's about to kick in. I think it's my ADD. I just can't let like anything slow. Alright. Hence why I'm recording a podcast while driving. <laughs> yes. Okay, track four. We have got... Genghis Khan by the band Mike Snow who are an indie sort of dance rock band a little bit Jamiroquai maybe no Jamiroquai's funky this is funky no this one no funky if I got up and funked on it I don't know 
Yep. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to get into the harder stuff. Thank God. Uh, this is a band called Bring Me the Horizon with Happy Song. Oh, I like this so far. I think because it's not the others. <laughs> yeah, this is my lager. Yeah, well, I thought this might be something that you might like a little bit more. Sounds like the loading screen of WWE Champion. Just hitting the freeway now, so the engine's sort of going a bit harder, but yes. So it, it kind of reminds me of something, but I'm not sure what. Is it um, maybe early Lincoln Park? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, uh, so this promising. is promising. All right. Another heavy one now. We've got Five Finger Death Punch with My Nemesis. And I think Five Finger Death Punch have been around for a little while. Sort of slower, heavy. By the look on your face, you're kind of liking this. No, I just don't. I'm waiting for something to happen, to be honest. It's a bit, yep, yeah, I'm sure this is a grower, not a shower. Yeah, that's all right. All right. The next one is probably one of my favourites that I've just recently found this band. And it is a band called Highly Suspect, with the song called Blood Feather. And the vocals kind of remind me of early Soundgarden. Jesus Christ, Paul! Huh? Yeah, a little bit sort of that era. Okay. It's more like Glycerine. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, this is going to be a grower. It's not doing anything now, but I reckon... I can get into this. It feels very early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well the next one is the track that I think maybe you will like, based on the fact that you should like who the band is, and I'll just play a little bit and I'll see if you can guess who it is. Money, money, Boston. No. Just the impression that I get. Is this no down? No. No. But you've seen this band a couple of times live. Oh, Muse. Yeah, so this Muse. is Reapers from Muse off their latest album. Yeah. Which I put on here purely for the fact that I thought, yeah, you should like this because you like Muse. I do like Muse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to like that. All right. And next is a band called The Struts and a song called Kiss This. So we're away from the heavy stuff and more into the indie now. Do you want a kebab? <laughs> Not right now. Kebab, no? <laughs> they got kebab. That's, I'll take you better than the song. <laughs> All right. Next one is... From Cage the Elephant and awesome. a song called Mess Around. I already hate and the band. Cage the, the Elephant. I hate the name. I'm going to hate it. All right. Cage the Elephant did the title song for the original Borderlands. All right. No rest for the wicked. Yeah, but that, this isn't it. It is a bit of a grow. Okay, the next band... I was hoping one song was going to be on here. You didn't put it on here. Oh. Um, The next song is by a band called Beach Slang. And we talked last year about a podcast that we like. And one of them was iFanboy. Yep. And on the iFanboy end of year's multimedia spectacular, they mentioned this band. And I listened to them a little bit after that. And this is Beach Slang with their song... Bad art and weird ideas. So they're like a post-hardcore emo band. Post-hardcore emo. Yes. No. 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 All right. So sticking in the same van. Van. Uh, same van. We're not in a van. We're in a no. PT Cruiser. We're not in a van. All right. This is Apple Cider. I don't mind by Modern Baseball. 
And if this was a video podcast, you'd probably see you sticking your finger up at the <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that sort of voice, like singer, voice thingy. Yeah. I don't mind it, but all the names, names are bad. Okay, now, the next song is probably my favourite of the stuff that I've put on this CD. Yeah. Pixies. No. A lot like Pixies. I do like the Pixies. (laughs) Because then why do you like this? Now, you are probably aware of a song called Stressed Out that's in the charts at the moment by a band called 21 Pilots. Probably not. You hate the video because it's got the guy in the big wheel oh. and shit tattoos. Oh, yeah. I like the song. I hate the video. All right. This is the same band. Okay. And this is their song called Terror in My Heart. Okay. Because when I went looking for their stuff, that song Stressed Out is completely different to everything else they do. Yeah. It's more rappy and this is more indie rock and roll. Melodic. Hmm. Mm. So that's that's this one. They like the Pixies too. They do. Everyone likes the Pixies. Okay. This one is a dude called Oscar. The band is called a dude called Oscar. No, oh, the, no, the, Oscar. the band is just called Oscar. Okay. And it's one dude called Oscar Schilling or something his name is. And he just sat down in his uh, flat in London one day and decided he was going to make an album. Yes, you do. So this is kind of... Brit Yeah. And the video for this is actually pretty cool too. It's got him walking around with uh, a bunch of different clubs. There's a, like a roller skating club and a, a low rider club and a vaping club and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> I don't mind this. It's, it's, it's okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. This one I found on SoundCloud when I was looking for just modern music and it is a little band called The Sundays with a song called Kill Me that's Sundays with a Z not Sundays as in the band from the movies ah, so the, 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 yeah you and your fucking Brit <laughs> I think they're American well they sound Brit you reckon I reckon they kind of sound a bit like I don't know maybe the Beatles or something the Beatles the Beatles yeah those American <laughs> a little band called the Beatles <laughs> anyway Okay, this is a new song by the Cold War Kids, who had a couple of songs a few years ago that were really good. I'm not sure if you knew them or not. They are uh, an nope. indie band. This is First by the Cold War Kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'll turn it. Right. Well, you're not going to like the next couple then. <laughs> this is Mountain by Foles. Foles. This got great. So far, I'm just going on first impressions, obviously. Yep, next. Alright, we're almost at the end. Uh, this is Junior Junior with Gone. Oh, not Junior Senior? I love Junior Senior. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sheesh. My beard isn't long enough to listen to this, man. Alright, well, the last track. <laughs> Do you like Imagine Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, the next one is a band called Ex Ambassadors and their song Renegade. And they like Imagine Dragons, I'd say, based on their sound. Okay. And you may recognise this song because they used it in a Jeep Renegade ad. America. Horse in the name, no? No. Uh, why'd you put that on the CD? That would have been good. Well, because it was a modern music song. Uh, is this the one that was... I know this song. All right. So you do know one of the songs on here. Yeah. I'm not saying I like it, I'm just saying I know it. Alright. So, first impressions of the Massive Attack Mixtape Volume 1. This shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, it's all, all melodic and indie. It wasn't me. all indie, there was a few, there was three dance songs at the start. But no, they were not dance songs, dance songs have a beat, they were all, all right, there indie, was, there was, melodic There were three dance. almost dubstep songs at the start. <laughs> Because I wanted that Rihanna, or not Rihanna, the white chick that sounds like Rihanna. Watch the film clip, but she wears a singlet in the film clip and stuff. Well, I was going to put Lush Life 
you know, all night all summer song on there, but I thought that was too commercial. That's what I, that's what right. I wanted. Next one, next one. That's fine, that's fine. I wasn't going to put any doctrines on how to do this because I, I could do that myself. So thank you. Yes. I, I will take on board everything you've done and I will listen to it for one whole month and um, give you feedback. All Thank right. you for doing that. I do not want to shit on your music tastes. <laughs> it just means maybe it's not for me. All right. Do you want Maccas? It's coming up. All right. Well, all right. I'll, I'll quickly wrap up the end of this podcast. You can pick a song that we're all fun and finish the uh, Go with the Muse to with. start with because it's all the right. only one that... Yeah. Okay. All Well, that's the Massive Attack podcast. Uh, excursion for the night, driving around, listening to the mixed CD. Thank you for indulging. Yes. More Joe, he didn't want to do this. I did. Well, yeah, and I actually enjoyed it. And, and as I said, I've been listening to this CD quite a lot in my car, in my little trips to back, backwards and forwards to work. Yeah, it grows on you, uh, and I will come back to you next so month. Does it does. And we can discuss SNL movies and in-depth version of what you think of the CD. Yeah. All right. Until then, so we are the chokes on cocks. What cock smokers? What <laughs> chain smokers? Chain smokers. Okay. All right. If you have any feedback for us, and uh, before I say that, I will say that there, I'll, I'll put a link up to the my YouTube channel where I've put the playlist together so if anyone wants to have a listen to the rest of the songs that are on this CD they can and you can give us our opinion as well well we are the Massive Attack Podcast you can find us as facebook.com slash the Massive Attack Podcast we are mapodcast.podpeen.com lots of other places iTunes, yep. Stitcher all the usual places but until next month we're, we're on pulling Google. Yep, we are on Google. We're, we're, we're pulling into the Macca's drive-thru now. So until then, thank you, Mitch. Thank you. And we'll see you next month. Bye-bye.